gold. Welcome back to another episode of Adjacent Fam. This is your boy, Alex. Um, we got a special guest in the building today. Um, if you've been listening, I've referenced my girlfriend probably each of the last few episodes. And so I figured, why not bring the girlfriend on to an episode? And so here we are. So welcome, Miss Jasmine Jennings. How are Hello. you? How are you doing today, ma'am? Pretty good. Had some guacamole before this, okay, so I'm pretty yeah. satisfied. Guacamole is her new snack of choice, everybody. <laughs> she's trying to be healthier with life. And so that's that's how we arrived to guacamole. And so she's been devouring it, and that's why she's laughing so hard mm-hmm. right now. Like, that's her new thing until she finds something else. Uh, so there is that. Uh, so on today's episode, we wanted to uh, talk about relationships. So me and Jasmine have been in a relationship for four years and some change uh, so far. And so... You know, we don't have all the answers like every other episode, but uh-huh. we just wanted to, uh, I guess, just like highlight what our story was, and hopefully you can learn some lessons that help you in your relationship or things to think about, anything like that. And so, well, yes, that's all, that's all I got. Uh, so we'll get started. Uh, I guess like jumping from the beginning, like every other episode, mm-hmm. uh, Jasmine's going to kind of start us about how we kind of got it started, and we'll kind of go back and forth, and then we'll hit different things that we kind of want to highlight, and then go from there. All right, so start us off, Miss Jenny. Um, so Alex and I met, I guess I'll go back to even before training. Alex and I first met in 2016, spring 2016, when I was job searching. So at the time I was a grad student at Mississippi State getting ready to graduate and I had an on-campus interview at Ball State. And so when I came for my interview, um, I just met Alex as one of the hall directors there and so that was that at that point in time. So then I got the job and then fast forward to summer 2016. I don't remember when I moved in, but um, as a hall director, you got assigned a buddy. So my buddy and Alex helped me move in to La Follette. Um, and then from there, um, hall director training started mm-hmm. and Alex and I participated or participated. Alex and I hung out with the other Black Hall directors at that time, and so that's how our relationship really started to grow. Was when we just started developing a friendship uh, with the hall, Black Hall director group that we were hanging with. And at that time, I was single. So in the very beginning, I wouldn't say I was interested in Alex. It just kind of grew over time, but I was single. It's also probably important to to, to recognize. When I met her when she was interviewing, but also when she came on campus, I was in a relationship already with somebody. Uh, and so, like, I really wasn't checking for Jasmine. I was just excited <laughs> that we had black people. Like, yes, she was, she has, she's attractive, but, like, I don't know as a man, like, if you follow every attractive woman in the world, you won't go far in life, right? Because there's just, there's plenty everywhere, right? And so, uh, I wasn't really paying no attention. But I was glad to have another member to the group. There was, like, five or six of us. Uh, and only two of us at the time were professionals, so we had another person in our ranks, and so like I was excited that way. And so that's important to, to recognize as we navigate and tell the story, because at first I wasn't checking for Jasmine. <laughs> that uh, sounds so cold. That sounds cold, <laughs> but I gotta call it what it is, and we'll kind of go from there. And so after that, where we go, Jasmine? Um, so during this time that we would hang out, it was majority women, I would say you were the only guy at least full time and then the grads came but during the time that we were hanging out and when he was in a relationship uh, he never brought his significant other around and so when Alex wasn't around me and a few of the other black people would wonder like why doesn't she want to be around we would even tell him to invite her to come out come and hang out with us And so I know that if I was dating Alex or anybody at that point, you know, if their friends are asking me to come around, then I want to come around, one, not because, um, not just because I want to get to know his people, but also want to see 
you know, who is he hanging out with? Who, you know, I would just want to know who is he around to just get a vibe, just to get a feel. And what is he like around his friends? But she just never came around. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. Yes. So, I mean, she, so that's true. Um, I think I would invite her, like, you know, they play Alex, bring your girlfriend. I'm like, all right, I'll ask her. And she's like, nah, I'm good. And so I never really pushed it. Um, I think it's also helpful to, like, realize, like, the relationship I was in, neither one of us did a great job of, like, communicating uh, how we truly felt. There's just a lot of things that when I think back, we both could have did better to improve that. And so I think this was just another episode of, like, that miscommunication. And mm -hmm. so um, that's why she never came around. <laughs> um, and so I'd say through that, um, over some time, like, you know, we were kind of going through it. And then there was a point where I realized the relationship I was in wasn't really, like, something I wanted to be in. Um, but, like, it wasn't really anything to, like, I knew how to get out of, I guess. Like, I was me being a nice dude like you just I don't know just kind of navigated like uh and I didn't communicate so like I imagine for her when I broke up with her like she was like you just came out of nowhere and I was like I get it but also I, this wasn't out of left field but that's just another sign of how bad we communicated and so uh once we ended up from there you know in my mind I was like I'm probably gonna be single for a long time but then there's a twist wait but we do have to backtrack though so we were still hanging out as a group. I would say even by the time you broke up with her, we haven't had any one-on-one -on -one time at this point. Or maybe not, maybe we did. Not really. Yeah, but not really. And so I remember him saying, yeah, I broke up with my girlfriend. It was so, <laughs> 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 it was, cause that's exactly how he said it. Mm -hmm. And if you all know Alex, you know, Sometimes he could just be like, yeah, this happened, and then he moves on. And so that's exactly how he told me. So, like, I wasn't surprised, but I was surprised just about, you know, how he brought it up to me and then how he just moved on from there. And so fast forward to the twist that Alex is talking about. Um, the other black folks in the hall director group wanted us to be together. They thought we would look cute together. Um, and I told them that I was interested in Alex. I think at that point I did start developing feelings for him or feelings for you. Um, and I just remember doing hall director training. I would just hear Alex's name in, in different conversations like, oh, yeah, me and Alex did this. Or, yeah, Alex just helped me do this. And so we were in a conversation with someone, and I remember her saying, yeah, Alex, me and Alex just went X, Y, Z. And then I told Alex, well, you don't ever take me anywhere. <laughs> That's so true. And I was like, I mean, they always initiate it, but if you want to hang out, it's fine. That's cool. And so that's, you know, I shot my shot. And so our first date, well, quote unquote date, uh, was at Noodles and Company. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing was, I wouldn't even call it a date. I don't even think you would call it a date. No. It was more like a hangout session. Yes. I drove, and so when we got to the place, I was expecting to buy my own food, but you actually paid for my food, and that surprised me. Yes. Just being a gentleman. I was just being nice. Like, you know, you, I don't know. Noodles and Company isn't like an impressive meal to me, right? Like, granted, we haven't eaten there since... We've been together, which is, I think, <laughs> the ironic part of... That's why I didn't think it was a day, because it was Noodles and Company, bro. Like, ugh. Mm -hmm. um, but also, like, I was just... I mean, it was $7. Like, it was just... Thanks. Because we also went to... Um, we went to Menards that day. Yeah, we did. Because you was buying something, and you were trying to do some Carpet. stuff. Carpet. Carpet, wow. yeah. And I, like, I just rolled along. So, mm -hmm. like, it just felt like the, the thing to do. I don't know. It still took me by surprise, because I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> so... Long story short, after that, we just started spending more and more time together. And then one day I was like, what is this? And then he said, we're together. And then we were together by September 11th. That's right. And that's how we got together. That, that, was, that was the love story. <laughs> a woman shooting her shot, I right? Did. So listen, listen, ladies, if, you, if you're listening out here, it's not wrong <laughs> to shoot your shot, you know? That all areas of life, if you want to do something, you got to initiate it. And so relationships don't have to be any different than that. Mm -hmm. But you know, men can also shoot their shots too. So I'm not saying men that you don't shoot your shot, but you know, women, if you feel like you need to get where you need to go, it doesn't hurt to shoot your shot. And he took the chance. 
Yes. And four <laughs> years later, here we are, still mm-hmm. doing it, making things happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, I guess, what are your thoughts about how it was dating a coworker? I guess we should also rewind. Okay. Because before we even got together, you would always oh, talk about how <laughs> you would never date a coworker. <laughs> so I hope that at some point today you explain what made you decide to take me up on my offer of being my boo. Um, but for me, it didn't bother me, to be honest. Um, I think a large part of that was because even though we were colleagues, we didn't have the same supervisors. We, didn't, we weren't on the same committees. Um, we were very different parts of campus. And so even though we worked, we had the same employer, worked in the same department, I just thought we were professional. You know, everybody knew we were together. Um, I talked to my supervisor beforehand, so that way when we quote unquote made the Facebook announcement, it at least wasn't a surprise. And they supported it, so it didn't bother me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I did forget. About, <laughs> uh, I, I remember vividly telling Jasmine, even this before, like we started like hanging out exclusively. I was like, I would never date a coworker, and the way that came up is because a lot of our where we used to work at, a lot of our colleagues used to like date. Like it was almost like a, a breeding ground for people to date. Middle of nowhere, Indiana. <laughs> breeding ground. Not many, not many places to meet people your age at the same <laughs> educational level. And so I was like, hey, you, you out here serving people? Let's do the same thing. And so that's kind of. How that worked? There's lots of people in our employers' past that are married, have kids, and just kind of found life. Um, and so I remember telling her I was like, I would never date a coworker because growing up I was just like, who does that? Like, I, you know, keeping work and personal different. Uh, we already lived where we work, so like we live in the dorms on campus, and it was just like, well, like where's the separation? But like Jasmine said, um, we were on different sides of campus, so like that made it work. Uh, if I always tell her if we were on the same side of campus, I had the same supervisor, I wouldn't have did it. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's okay. I, you know, <laughs> not not willing to fight that battle because we're still together now. So that's, there's there's nothing to to win there. But I'd say like they they're now like when we were together like mm-hmm. at our past job like I only really saw you when I like wanted to or like mm-hmm. the big meetings. the big meetings we had once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like those only times in work capacities I often saw you unless we had like trainings and stuff. Uh, and so it, it was easy enough to, to divide out and kind of at least have like my side, your side, and then like there's moments of overlap, but mm-hmm. it wasn't all in one seeing you every week in staff meetings. So what made you say yes? So what made us? What made me say yes? Um, I don't know. It just kind of felt right, right? I think um, one yeah. is the first time I ever had a woman shooter shot at me. <laughs> at least me paying attention. Let's say that. At least okay. me like catching it and like wanting that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've had people hit on me, but it's like, if you're not interested, I just play the friend card, and you're like, oh, oh no, we're just friends. And then it's not weird to me, because like, I'm just a friend to you, uh, in my mind. Mm-hmm. But I think for you, um, it was different, because I just think the way you kind of carried yourself, and then similar goals, and just kind of like, you cool people, you were fine, right? I mean, now that Thank I was you. single, like, the veil of <laughs> friendship has been taking off, you know? <laughs> 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 you wasn't ready for that, I know. No. Because <laughs> I was a faithful man, you know, and so taking that veil off now, single, like, I guess I can now start to explore. Because people, like, while I was dating, still, like, mm-hmm. I remember two people, I won't say their names, so <laughs> put their business in the streets. You know the two people. I just I just don't know about saying names on this. But oh. they were just like, yeah, you and Jasmine, like, we're going to get y'all oh, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's weird for me because what was I supposed to say to that, right? Somebody yeah. in a relationship as a guy historically my gender always episode relationships and so mm-hmm. for me to be on board with that felt like oh that's weird right and so i'm like i'm okay all right mm-hmm. i was just like all right uh, but they just seem very gung-ho to make that happen and so maybe those were the early seeds to getting me going there but like mm-hmm. i was still like trying to figure out what i had going on before that and so um but then once i was like single again like starting you know, see some different qualities. Then we did like we ramped up like how much we started hanging out like yeah, we a, whole did, lot. a whole lot. Um, just walking over and got keys to apartments and stuff. So it just kind of happened like super quick. So uh, that's kind of thing all went into mm-hmm. how we ended up going. To <laughs> me saying yes. <laughs> I feel special. Yes, you are special. <laughs> Thank you. Rubs it on your back. This is what I'm doing right now. People rubbing on her back. <laughs> Giving her the smile. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Um, so 
fast forward a little bit, I think we worked together for about three years. And so we're yeah, both, three years. yes, both navigating kind of what that's like. And then um, towards the end of the third year, mm-hmm. it was, so the place we worked at, they had like term limits on how long he worked there, um, which was four years. And so at the end of us dating for three years, she finished her third year and I was finishing like my fourth year. Uh, and so like I was in the job search market. Uh, and so we kind of had to figure out what was life going to be like for us. Like, do you stay? And do I like job search in Indiana in the Midwest to stay close? Or do we both leave? Um, so we kind of had to have that conversation. And so do you remember what that conversation was like? I don't fully remember. Like, I remember what came of it, but I don't remember like the actual conversation. I think it came over time. Because um, you know that I was having... I was starting to feel a little burnt out mm-hmm. with the job. Not necessarily the the location or the institution itself, but just the job. And so it was a mix of me telling you, I don't think I'm happy doing this. I'm tired. I feel like I'm doing a lot. Um, and so that also came with, you know, I don't want you to go without me. I told him I didn't want to do long distance, which I'm pretty sure we'll hit on further later in the podcast. Um, But I really think it came over time. And then I do remember it was December. I think it was around December where the decision was like, we're both going to job search. Um, And then whoever gets the job first is where we're going to go. Yeah, yeah. that That sounds about right. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, That was that was a good time, man. Because we had to really figure out and sit down, like, <laughs> yes. where do we want to move to? Yep. Uh, give context. So most of y'all probably know I'm from good old North Carolina. Uh, but then Jasmine is from? Detroit, Michigan. Good old Detroit. one well, Oh, okay. All right. That was that was a lot. <laughs> you know, simmer down there. I, I could have gave you the whole 9106 and. Dexter and Jay Rowe. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Well, Jasmine's from the Midwest, nonetheless. And so if you can't tell, we lived in Indiana. Yeah. Um, and so she, home is for her is not far from Indiana. Home uh-huh. for me was kind of far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're just trying to figure out, like, where do we, as we navigate our relationship, like, where do you want to be? What's important to us? Uh, and so we tried to, we started identifying states. What were some states on our list, Jasmine? Um, the first one was Texas. Um, we also thought Maryland. We, North Carolina was in the, was in the list, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Michigan, of course, was also on the list. Um, Ohio um, mm-hmm. was on the list, specifically the larger cities like Cincinnati. Um, where else? That's it. Right? I think that's it, honestly. Yeah. And then Indiana, possibly, that could have turned into something. Yeah. And Tennessee. Yes, Tennessee. In Tennessee. Yeah. Uh. And so it was interesting because I don't think I told you this. So this is how what my strategy was. So you would you would say, I'm applying to X. And so then I would find schools or places or jobs around X. And so that's how I approached it, just because I felt like your your job hunting was more of a priority since you had to go. Whereas I didn't have to go. Um, so that was how I uh, really participated in this job search process. Um, I think as we got closer to the end of the spring semester was when I think things really picked up, one, but also, two, things kind of happened really fast. Because mm-hmm. also, too, you know, my knee, I had tore my ACL in April. And so that also played a huge role in where we were going and how we were interviewing and talking about getting married and what that looks like. And we even talked about finances before we left and we looked at each other's credit and debt. And Ooh, child. We, it was <laughs> oh, like we were actively preparing to, to enter a new season of life together in a new state. I definitely think we had a good partnership um, and determining what that plan looked like for us in the near future. Yes, I, I fully agree. Um, I think navigating jobs, because I feel like when I was finding jobs, I'm like, so would you want to live 
insert yeah. location. <laughs> uh, would you want to live in California? Nah, it's too expensive. Yeah. Would you want to live <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Texas? Oh, yeah, it's hot and it's closer to my family. Yeah. All right. Or like, I think that's how we navigated a lot of the conversations because uh, I wasn't particularly like invested in living somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, before meeting you, single Alex would just go wherever, man, you know, just live my life. Uh, I'm sure my mom's going to listen to this and be like, yeah, Alex, you're just a free spirit. And I just kind of, <laughs> uh, I got that from her. So like, no shade to my mom, but uh, wherever life took me, that's where I went. And so mm-hmm. that's how I ended up in Indiana. And that's kind of where we are in Texas now. Just like, whatever feels good, I'll make it work. Uh, I think my mom was always willing to like, oh, I'll just go travel wherever you are. So like, don't feel same with mine. Don't feel stuck to being near North Carolina. So like, I think that was helpful in in, in doing that. Um, so I guess as we work to kind of like have those tough conversations about finances, how much mm-hmm. debt you're in, how much money I have, blah blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. what were some of your thoughts and emotions going through that whole process? Oh. <laughs> But I think for us having those conversations, it's just interesting knowing how different we are. Like we've always known we were different, but mm-hmm. having these conversations really show how different we were. And so I think one of the first things that come to mind is our finance conversation. Um, me talking about debt and my credit score wasn't bad because I knew all my debt came from student loans and I knew I had a good credit score but I, where I felt intimidated um, was how much money um, I had put away or saved in comparison to you. Um, I felt like I needed to keep up with you. And so, I'm not saying you put that pressure on me, but I just wanted to feel like I was equally bringing my share mm-hmm. to us creating this new season of life together. So I would say that part was intimidating, but that wasn't your fault. That was more so me being in my head. Um, I would say me telling you what my expectations were in terms of once we moved. So going back when we first started dating, you know, a lot of you or anybody that participates in any kind of uh, functional area within your job where, you know, your dream job may be across the country or, you know, may not be where you desire your future jobs to be. I was very intentional with you very early on in saying that, you know, if moving for us became an option, then marriage has to be the goal. Like, you have to propose to me. And surprisingly, you were okay with that, especially very on in our relationship. Yeah. (laughs) So then fast forward to now, now that moving is actually going to happen, you know, I was still very upfront with you. Like, that's a desire of mine. Um, You had a really good on-campus on the East Coast that we thought was gonna work <laughs> out. And one of the one of the pieces of compensation was that you would get a house to live in. And so I also had a really good on-campus at a school near. Um, and so us trying to figure out, you know, would I move in with you? But we ultimately decided, you know, unless we're married or engaged, that's not an option. Right. And so, I've felt comfortable not only setting up my expectations for you early in our relationship, but I'm glad that you not only valued it, but you also, uh, you wanted to maintain what we agreed upon when we first got together. So that part was easy. Yes, I agree with that now. I think when you told me that, like I wasn't, in my head, I was like, that makes sense to me, right? Like, Mm -hmm. why would you move across the country and like me not have any kind of investment or kind of commitment through this like that makes sense to me watch too many tv shows to tell you to just blindly like oh just follow love it'll be okay like uh without any kind of commitment like yes like there's always uncertainty that you can like fall apart but i think what helps it is like knowing that you're on the same page and how you want to move forward and so um instead of like one person have like one agenda like y'all both have the same Mm -hmm. like whatever y'all decide decide as a group and then you follow through with that which builds trust and i think that's helpful for how we got to where we are I really think that's what makes our relationship successful, that you and I approach things very differently. Mm-hmm. We communicate very differently. <laughs> I also think we handle conflict very differently, but where we meet in the middle is how we share our values, how we can compromise, and if not compromise, collaborate with each other. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I really think that helps us build trust 
And I definitely feel like we're making the right decisions, not only for our individual selves, but for the other person. I think that's really helped us be successful mm-hmm. all these years. I agree. Four years of getting old, girl. You getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. So I guess once we going through the job search journey, um, things that I thought was going to work out for me didn't work out. Uh, but then you had something that worked out for you. And so I guess let's talk through like how we navigated that from like your job offer that you have now to moving here and how we navigate it because you had a job I didn't and mm-hmm. how did that all play out so before we even got to Texas I tore my ACL and I had surgery the week after my birthday or was it the week of my birthday I think it was after yeah the week after my birthday so when I got out of surgery I was in a lot of pain a <laughs> terrible amount of pain um, and I would say a couple weeks after surgery, had my on-campus interview at where I'm at now. It went really well. And so I, you know, I felt like I was head over heels. Oh man, she came out that plane. <laughs> oh my God, and this, and that, I loved it. And this, and that, and I got that, how cool. And I got a bear on campus. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And like this, and that. And I was just like, oh, she really likes this job, man. We're, we're, we're about to move here is what it sounded like in my head when I picked mm-hmm. it up. That's what I thought. I didn't tell you that, but like, that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. in my head. Well, and the thing was, I originally looked at my school now was because you had it on campus mm-hmm. at a school not too far away. And so at first I didn't think anything of it, but once the time came and it actually happened, I was like, oh, wow, I really think this is going to happen. On top of that, it had everything I wanted in a job, not only from job responsibilities, but salary-wise as well. And so once I got the offer, they knew you were a part of my decision. I was very upfront with my current supervisor now. Um, and he was like, well, go talk to Alex and then give me a call. And so I literally was like, I got an offer. And I feel like you said, all right, we're going. You said something like that. Yeah, sound about right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so fast forward, we it was time to move. And so we had to drive 16 hours. Was it 16, 18? It's about 16 and some change, yeah. Mm-hmm. We spent the night in Memphis, and we both drove our cars. Um, and so when we actually got here, um, I had a job. You didn't have a job yet. And I felt guilty at first. Just because, one, I didn't want you to be here all by yourself and me meeting new people and being in a new city, you know, getting connected and you being here. But then once I found your current job online, <laughs> I felt way better because of how, thi- how fast things moved. Yes. Uh, so Jasmine uh, actually found the job. Like, so um, the job, I was looking to move up in, like, I guess, hierarchy in the, the field that we work in. Uh, and like, so the leads, the interviews I had were like actual lateral, like up, upward moves for me, mm-hmm. but they just didn't like work out. Uh, but then once we got to Texas and like she started working, she was like, Hey, there's this job here in Dallas. Would you want to do this? And I was like, I mean, I can still do the job. I don't hate it. And so I kind of got lucky in like the job that I have currently, like they were moving really qu- quickly. So the guy that was yes. in the, the position before me, um, he, I think he left like unexpectedly somewhere in that window. And so they posted the job on like a Monday Mm -hmm. and it was closing like the end of that week. Mm -hmm. And then I interviewed like pretty much like a day or two before we left to move to Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got here and I was like, Hey, can we bring you on campus? I was like, well, I'm down the street now. So sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then shortly after that, they offered me a job and I was like, well, I guess I'm, I'm moving to to, to Dallas. And so, Mm -hmm. um, that added like a new layer to, I guess our relationship because at our last job, we were a five-minute walk across the college campus Literally. to each other, and now we are 105 miles approximately. Mm-hmm. I see it every time I drive here. Hour uh, and a half. Yes, yeah, so about an hour and a half drive in the state of Texas from each other, mm-hmm. uh, and so like that added like a different layer of kind of like to our relationship that we didn't normally have. Like we can <laughs> anytime we want to see each other, and hey, I want to see you. All right, well I'm walking over, you walking over. Mm-hmm. Life is good, or meeting dining hall or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now it's turned into like a coordinated effort. Like you have to mm-hmm. take weekends and plan and do all this stuff. Beat traffic. Yes, to beat that that big city traffic. At least in Dallas, that mm-hmm. that traffic in Dallas is no joke. Um, and so like that, 
that was like a new uh, journey for us. And so I guess how, what are some things that we did to prepare ourselves to navigate being so far away from each other? Well, here I have to be honest. You know this, and everybody here in Texas knows this. I hate, I consider it long distance. <laughs> I hate it. Well, I don't hate it, but you know. Yes. I hate that this is the process. Um, but people here view it as, oh, yeah, he's just up the street. That's literally <laughs> how they view it. <laughs> that is such a thing in, in Texas, man. If it's within, like, a two-hour drive, like, oh, that's down the street. You can do that real quick. I'm like, what? Like, it's 100 miles away. That's not down the street. But when the speed limit is 75 on the highway, I, yeah. I now understand why. It's just down the street. It's down the street because it goes mm-hmm. by really fast. So I just have to put that out there. <laughs> um, it was a transition in a sense that for the first two weeks being in Texas, you know, I was with you every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even before we came to Texas, because of my leg, I was with you every day because mm-hmm. I couldn't walk or I had to use crutches or you had to drive because I wasn't strong enough to drive yet. Um, so just being with you every second of every day, which was something we had planned to begin with. And then you moving to Dallas, even though I was very excited because one, I wanted you to have a, a job. Two, you were getting higher salary. So, like, these are all good things. Right. Um, and then you're in downtown Dallas. So when I come visit you, there's tons of stuff for us to do, black people things to do specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So those are all good things. But I just missed having you here. Um, and then on top of that, I didn't really share this with you as much, but I'm pretty sure you knew. I was here still trying to learn how to walk. So mm-hmm. new job, trying to learn how to walk. And so I struggled for the first couple months because I felt like I really needed a support system physically here mm-hmm. because I was learning so much with my new job, but just try, I don't know if you ever had knee surgery, leg surgery, hip surgery, foot surgery, but just trying to reorient physically walking, trying to move around in your, by my, on my own, I felt I did feel alone sometimes because I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm struggling. And then on top of that, moving from living on campus to now living off campus. So financially, I had to like bring myself to zero, trying to pay the furniture, trying to pay all these bills, and then build myself back up financially, which I'm finally saying I am doing right now. And so I just wish you were here to help, just to have some comfort trying to go through this transition. Mm-hmm. How was it for you? Um, I'd say I can say I can sense some of that because um, I think definitely like the day that I left, because uh, like I left like you weren't able to come with me when I moved to Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, and so like that last night we spent together like I definitely felt, um, you know I felt the, felt the love and I could see it in your face and kind of read your body language it was like I'm excited you got a job but like I'm also sad you're leaving because like we we're just getting set in our apartment and like mm-hmm. we just did all this stuff we just bought some furniture yeah we'll go down that road here in a few seconds <laughs> uh so we just bought furniture and that's on the way and then now it's like well all right i'll see you every other weekend or like every weekend now rather than like every day and so um i could send some of that um i was excited to have a job but like mm-hmm. i knew having to drive an hour and a half uh so if you know alex like one <laughs> i didn't get a car till i was Till I was 25, so like I didn't get a car until I got I got out of grad school, mm-hmm. uh, and so like driving wasn't something I really enjoyed doing because I'm so used to not having to drive, but now it's like man, I really got to put some miles on my car. And you were very excited about that, weren't yes. you? Yes. Oh my gosh, y'all, he's changed these last four years. Many people, if you know me, you know I don't like driving. Like, that's just not. I will carpool any day of the week. I don't care if I got to listen to your bad music. I don't care if I got to be sitting in the back seat. Even get sit in the back seat in the middle. I will do whatever I got to do to not have to drive. I would be stuck in locations. That's fine. I just have to drive my own car. But now, that is not the case. Uh, living in Dallas, mm-hmm. my school's, my, where I work at is in like a rich neighborhood, and so like there's not a lot of like corner story kind of things. You kind of have to drive a little bit, mm-hmm. and so I have to drive to do things in Dallas, but also drive to Waco, and so that's that. But I mean, I also could tell like I knew I had to do a little bit more to make sure like mm-hmm. we kind of kept what we had going uh, outside of like just having you come to Dallas all the time. Because you know, Dallas and Waco are two different places yes. but Waco is also not Muncie so thank yes. God for that I think too because I don't even think I answered your question originally um, how have we maintained our relationship being mm-hmm. apart um, so you already said it so we would spend every weekend together 
um, Friday, we'll come Friday, wherever, wherever the destination was of the weekend, and then return on Sunday, early afternoon. Um, so it was good that at least got to see you every week. Uh, I would also say too, if you know me, and really if you know us, we're always traveling, always doing something. And so we still did things. We actually did a lot (laughs) (laughs) since we've been here. So like that hasn't changed. I would say our communication has stepped up Mm -hmm. a lot. Also with quarantine, that it really has stepped up as well. Um, Just because we don't get a chance to just, oh yeah, I'm about to walk to your residence hall. Here I come. Or I'm on my way. Or Mm -hmm. I'm about to pull up. Like we can't just pull up. Um, so I would say we've maintained what we've always been doing, but we now just only have to do it on the weekends. Um, I would also say too, uh, and we've talked about this before when I had my knee surgery, I really was, I was very appreciative of you because you really took good care of me. And so I just felt way more connected to you. I just felt like my heart grew 10 times more after you (laughs) took care of me. And then going through through this transition, even though there were difficulties, I just felt like that held us together because so much was happening for mm-hmm. us. So I think part of it was us doing the things we used to do. But I think as you go through go through things as a couple, I feel like you automatically or we automatically got closer. Yes, and you gotta gotta adapt because I think mm-hmm. where we are now. Even from a year ago, like we're, we're significantly <laughs> different. Yes. Uh, I say COVID nineteen has made our relationship a lot different too, in terms mm-hmm. of like um, at the time of recording, this is the first time we've seen each other in three months mm-hmm. uh, because of different things and like nature of our work and just different things out of control. Like it just kind of played out that way, uh, and so it forced us to do things out of our comfort zone, which I think is helpful and good because yeah. you know as different seasons of life change, how you stay together through that is when I changed too, right? So you can't always stay stagnant in what we do. Yeah. Um, so we referred to this this furniture situation <laughs> a few times, so I figured I would go down this road so nobody can say I didn't talk about furniture. Uh, and so one piece of advice I have for the, for the people out there, if mm-hmm. you are in this, the seat of the market for buying furniture, mm-hmm. uh, please don't do that alone if you, if you can, right? Yes. If you cannot do that alone, please partner with somebody else whether it's family get some hand-me-downs if you can do that oh man we could have got some hand-me-down furniture oh man we would be further in life i'm i (laughs) I don't know what i would do the extra money besides save it but man (laughs) we could have got some furniture that would have been great but i also think that would have made it a lot harder to move down here yes because we put our whole lives in our two sedans and had to give some stuff away yeah like oh that don't fit here you go yeah uh and go from there and so i guess what are your what was your thoughts through the the furniture buying process and how we navigated it I think the first thing was, I can't believe we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Because I've never lived with a significant other before. I've never even really talked about marriage with a significant other before. So the fact that I'm taking this step with you, it wasn't a surprise because I knew we were going to get here one day. But I was like, wow, this is really happening. Right. <laughs> um, but it feels good because... Again, it shows our partnership and our collaboration on what our goals and values are as a couple. So I I think my piece of advice, kind of going off of what you were saying, is, you know, if you're doing this with a significant other or partner, or honestly a roommate, if you and your roommate want to split furniture, be open about, like, what are your expectations when purchasing things together? How much money do you have or what can you or can't you afford? Um, it can get nerve-wracking because, you know, you, at least I, wanted to be an equal partner in this, which we were, mm-hmm. but don't talk yourself out of, or don't self-intimidate yourself in having these conversations, because <clears throat> again, I just really feel like it, it's made us closer. Mm-hmm. Like, this is our table that we're sitting, or sitting <laughs> at right now, or this is our couch, or, you know? Yeah. And it's just really exciting to know that once you move off campus and once we actually live together, when we move into our future home, it really is our future home. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that was so eloquent. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was very important to bring up, like, kind of, like, what your goals are or, like, mm-hmm. what you can and can't do. Because uh, I think us having kind of different, like, financial pieces and, like, having some more resources allowed us to get mm-hmm. different things. Because at first, you know, we went to the first place we went to, and, like, 
we saw some pricing. It was like, okay, this is this is all right. I can make that work. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of thought long term. We're like, that mm-hmm. couch probably won't last longer than like two years. I have to exactly. buy another one. Uh, and so like then we go to a little higher price places that will yeah. last longer when it's like you see them prices you're like whoa well especially mattresses I think that that hurt my heart the most <laughs> seeing seeing that price on the mattress it's like bruh but why? it's so worth it yes I and mean, it's so worth it but like that that hurt um, so I think us having the ability mm-hmm. to kind of like share it allowed us to get higher quality stuff because uh, we got our table our dining room table from Haverty's I've never heard of a Haverty's and Haverty's depending on where you're from I imagine all my like southern listeners they know mm-hmm. what Haverty's is like it's just that place they're like oh that's always in the shop center but it's expensive you don't go there and we went there one time on a whim because of you and we walked out <laughs> with a dining room table we didn't even really we went to best buy and it was like let's just stop at Haverty's and we walk out with a dining room table yeah, set. We sure did. Uh, and so like sometimes it just happens when you least expect it because our biggest focus was like a bedroom set and couch yeah uh, and then after that we'll figure it out but then Walked out with a bedroom table. <laughs> so that. But I mean, it, it worked out and it's a great table and it expands and lots of features. It's really and so nice. this will last us a long time while you keep using those coasters. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> uh, no one has time to be refinishing <laughs> this expensive table. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my two cents for that. Um, so I guess as we work to kind of like wrap it up, mm-hmm. what is some advice that you would give people as they navigate <clears throat> either getting in a relationship or even like if they are in a relationship, how do you kind of sustain it to make it? better like just what advice would you give Mm -hmm. people in various seasons in their relationship I think one of the first pieces of advice that I would give which I think worked out well for us I set my expectations up early in the very beginning so he knew what I wanted uh, coming into the relationship and I maintained those expectations and you value my expectations so my advice would be share your expectations up front and they can either say yes i agree to that or no i don't and if they don't agree you don't have to change your expectations i would say find somebody who will agree to your expectations you shouldn't have to lower it for somebody else if they don't agree with it i'd say another thing is i think well i think what you and i do very well is that if one of us is mad at each other or annoyed with each other or has an issue with one another we do a very good job of talking about the issue, mm-hmm. acknowledging where we may have been wrong or how we can improve. And I think after that, we do a good job of just moving on. Yep. And so I would say, if you are upset with your significant other, don't be afraid to bring it up. Um, every time I've been upset with you, I feel better. <laughs> what? I mean, after we talk about it, I feel oh, okay. better okay. because I'm not holding on to it. Right. And I feel like I feel like you do a good job of listening to me and mm-hmm. observing me. But you do a good <laughs> job of listening to me. And so because I feel like you're actively paying attention to what I'm saying, I feel like we come to a good conclusion as to what the issue was. So I would say if you have an issue with your significant other, say something to them as soon as you can. Uh, those are my first two that come to mind. Do you have anything? Okay, I got a few things. I was taking notes as you were going to <laughs> okay. give me, because we were supposed to prepare these before, and then we just never did it, and here we are improvising. It's okay. That's okay. We keep it raw here on the Dolly Jason, man. That's what we do. Uh, so the first one I'd say is uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Yes. Uh, so I think when I when you think through relationships, like you, everybody has skill sets that you bring to it, and like that's okay. Like mm-hmm. use those to like make that work for y'all. Uh, and so, like, be willing to make sacrifices sometimes, you know. You might have to take the lead on something you're more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I, I might have to take a back seat and mm-hmm. then vice versa. And so I think being willing to, like, understand, like, what y'all accomplish as a couple, like, mm-hmm. has to be as a couple. And so, like, mm-hmm. you got to get over your ego as a man and get an ego as a woman. And, like, you got to check that because growing up and, like, just in the world, like, you know, we're taught your ego is kind of how you drive a lot of things. And, like, that's not the most conducive way to work in a relationship because you have to make a lot of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So. If you understand like what you're trying to accomplish for both of y'all, that allows you to kind of navigate a little different headspace than just like, no, nah, this is mine. You, you know, I make all this and you do this because I control you through that, and just mm-hmm. realize you have to work together to make it work. Uh, second thing I'd say is be willing to keep like learning with the person. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, so you're gonna keep changing. Like each day, you change as a person. Yes. Every every person in the world changes um, from society to life experiences. Uh, and even like your relationship is just going to keep growing, right? Like who we were four years ago at Boston State is not the same. Or even a year ago when yeah. we first moved down here, like we're, we're a lot different. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, and kind of be willing to like that's just to know like that's okay. Like mm-hmm. I think the more as you get older and like I listen to like older couples give advice, they be like, you know, just got to keep learning because you know it's always something new to learn, always something to get out your comfort zone. And so realizing like to keep the relationship fresh, you got to keep learning because it's like you know yeah you're a different person, but like you're still the same person, but it, like looks different. And so like mm-hmm. being willing to like see what they're learning and like how can you best support them through that is is important. Can I add to that one? Yeah. I think as you're learning, also be flexible. And so even though you're learning, you could also say, well, this wasn't the person that I met when we first got together. But if you want your relationship to continue growing, you have to be flexible, not only to your own uh, changes or how you adapt to your new environment, but also to your significant others, uh, how they're changing as a person. Um, Because, you know, you're not going to be the same person when you first started. And so it's important that you're adapting along with your partner as well. So that way your relationship adapts as things change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good point. I liked it. Good job. Thank you. High five. I hear that. <laughs> uh, third key, the third thing that I have is like vulnerability is key. Um, so I'd say mm-hmm. if Jasmine was to tell you how vulnerable I've been with her from the beginning to now, I, it's like a completely <laughs> different person. Uh, and so like I think – She's been vulnerable with me the whole time, but like I think for me, like it took me something to, to, to like mm-hmm. warm into. Uh, but that's just something that you really gotta learn how to do. Um, mm-hmm. I think oftentimes it's human nature to like not be vulnerable. I think in, in our society, depending on how you grow up, like you're taught like, don't let them see you cry, right? Like, don't let them see you this, don't let them know what hurts you and they'll mm-hmm. use it against you. And like, um, that's not conducive to a relationship, right? If we're on the same team, like I have to let you know what I'm going through. So when something happens, you have appropriate context to like know like, all right, I'm at to step in because this is what they're dealing with. Or like vice versa, so you can kind of be there to, to support them. Because uh, if you really are in a relationship that's like healthy, like you gotta be there to support each other. Yeah. We've, we've been there each time for each other. Like mm-hmm. when things happen, let me tell you what happened at work. Let me tell you what happened to this, my family, or whatever. <laughs> uh, and I think the more you can do that, the more they can like be supportive for you, build some trust, and kind of help be on the same page for that. And just so y'all know. Sometimes when Alex is vulnerable, I'll be ready to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine's, Jasmine's super loyal, almost to like a fault, right? Like she's ready, like, do I need to cut this person off? Like, no. All right, there's a different way we can approach this because I don't want you to ruin your relationship with that person or whatever. It's happened a few times lately, and I'm like, no, like, I, I need you to, you know, helping me doesn't have to be sabotaging yourself, all right? And so, like, that's, what's, what's a healthy way to navigate that? So, that's, that's a great point because. Jasmine's mm-hmm. I just had to share. <laughs> I think one other thing I want to add, or piece of, maybe not a piece of advice, but just something to reflect on. I feel like a relationship is a good mirror for who you are as a person. I would say since being with you, there were just some things I just didn't know how it felt about specific things or specific topics until you and I crossed them together as a couple. And so I would say in your relationship, although you're going to focus on your significant other, Make sure you're taking time to self-reflect about your own personal needs, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what makes you frustrated. Um, Because we've said this a million times, while you're in your relationship, uh, you're going to change. But if you're not taking the time to really think, well, how do I show up in this relationship? How do I behave in this relationship? What am I communicating to you? you can uh, essentially lose yourself in the relationship because you could potentially make in the relationship about your partner. And so make sure that you're always reflect, self-reflecting, putting yourself first, while also making sure that your partner feels supported. Because I would definitely say, I'm always, you know this, I'm always self-reflecting about mm-hmm. how I'm doing X, Y, and Z. <laughs> yes. But I would say being with you has challenged me to look at certain things in my life and say, where did I get this from? Or how do I, how did I learn how to spend money or mm-hmm. wellness? Wellness is Alex's thing. And so for me, <laughs> you know, it was just a thing. But the longer I've been with you, it's made me think about, well, how am I making sure that I'm taking care of my body? So that's just an example. So just making sure that you're supporting your partner, but also making sure that you're self-reflecting on yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Sound advice there. Thank you. Uh, the last piece of advice that I have um, is you have to realize it's not going to be perfect, right? Yes. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be lots of mistakes. It's going to be lots of struggle, lots of things you just don't know. Uh, and it's just going to be things you have to, like, really, like, kind of learn on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think oftentimes we're, we're the generation of, like, relationship goals. Insert couple. I love how they have it. And, you know, like, you don't know, like, what's going on in their lives, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. realize 
relationship goals for you should be what works best for y'all and yeah. so like learn you're going to make mistakes and like have to give yourself yourself and the other person grace when those happen mm-hmm. uh and just kind of know you you kind of have to wing it as you go but like there's lessons that you can kind of take and kind of understand how to work through that and so don't feel like you know yes we're doing this we've been together for a while a lot of people used to tell us like relationship goals i'm like mm-hmm. listen i just need you to do what works best for you and that's what yep. we're trying to do and we ain't trying to be nobody else except ourselves and so if that's inspiring for you great but like also do tailor that that point to what works for you rather than like do exactly what us because you and your person you're with aren't me and jasmine and like vice versa so just do what works for you um it won't be pretty won't be perfect but i think as long as you have some grace and are on the same page it'll work out i agree with you Mm -hmm. do you have any final words for the people or are you you good um final words i couldn't imagine being with anybody else oh um I really am trying to be mushy right now. (laughs) But I would say being in an adult relationship, I'm thankful that this is it for me. Um, You've been an excellent partner. You understand me. You get me. I could be as kooky and as weird as I want to be, and you just take it off. Yes. (laughs) But I also get to be vulnerable and soft. And, you know, I'm sensitive, and so... I'm just so thankful that I have you as my significant other. I couldn't imagine anybody else. Oh, thanks, babe. You're welcome. So sweet. All those same things for me too. No, no need to rehash them. I, I feel all those no same emotions. I feel those same emotions. We'll talk about this later when we hang out later. When we'll, it'll be a good time. Uh, but that's all. That's all we got for you all today, um, peeps. Hopefully, we was able to give you some good advice. Um, we really didn't. We, we planned, but we didn't plan that hard. A lot mm-hmm. of what we planned, we really didn't talk about, honestly. So this is all kind of from the heart and just kind of what felt good for us. And so um, just know as you navigate relationships, there's going to be lots lots of things to it. And so hopefully so we can inspire you to at least one thing, help inspire your relationships and kind of go from there and get you thinking about, even if you're not in a relationship, like what you want out of your next one and how do you prepare yeah. for that. Because, uh, you know, that, that's, that's where some people are that listen to this. Uh, but, yeah, if you, you know, feel free to... You know, hit us up on IG. Uh, Jasmine, would you like the people to be able to follow you or no? I don't have Instagram or Twitter, but you all can follow me at Jasmine Janice Jennings on Facebook. Yes, yes. If you're friends with me on Facebook as I advertise this episode, I will uh, I'll tag you in the post. So make sure if you want to follow her. Uh, and then we'll kind of go from there. All right, friends. Thanks for listening. Bye.